0: Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth.
1: Good evening, Grace Rizza. How are you?
0: Hi, Joe. I'm good.
1: Uh, Thank you for dinner. That was delicious.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we
1: just had a salad and a sandwich from Potbelly's. That was uh, the perks of the pod here.
0: Yep, we're sponsored by Potbelly.
1: Sponsored by (laughs) Potbelly. Yes, feel free to send... uh, Money to either of us on PayPal or Venmo. So we got some fun topics today. Would you like to share our uh, esteemed audience, uh, what we're talking about?
0: I don't even know where to begin. Sure. Today was crazy.
1: Yeah, I guess kind of top of mind is uh, you got an email or was it a phone call related to someone getting a...
0: It was a web inquiry. So we build websites. We build like custom designer websites for dentists. And um, one of our clients got a death threat. Through a web inquiry.
1: Like the contact us page?
0: Yeah, like request an appointment. And it was like, what time of day? It was like, my time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you kidding? No,
0: it was terrifying. Did
1: the person identify themselves? Killer Mike. Killer Mike? Yeah. Did the dentist have any idea who might be the culprit?
0: He has no idea. I wonder He's if it's just some internet
1: troll. Wow. Well, I mean.
0: Maybe I shouldn't even be saying this.
1: If it's a unsophisticated person that's likely that they'll be tracked down because they can just track their IP address. Well,
0: yeah, my developers are currently working late night to find the IP address of the person who made that website inquiry, which isn't ideal because it means it's not HIPAA compliant. But we do have a disclaimer on there and don't send any sensitive information like the disclaimer should read like don't send death threats through yeah. the website because we'll find you because we're not that compliant.
1: So the contact us is... Um, not like a safe portal but like anything that can be Mm -hmm. so we
0: have the capability to build HIPAA compliant forms of any size and we I mean we pay extra to our resources to be able to provide that Mm -hmm. but it's not something that just comes standard so if you're doing like a lot of patient communication through the website you should have it Mm -hmm. but it's annoying to front office teams so sometimes they choose not to have it in this case, I'm really glad we don't have it. Sure. Because we need to track who this is. I mean, it was a really scary message. He claims he's already followed home three of the employees. And he knows where they live. Jeez. And the repercussions. Oh, here's the creepy part. What made the, this person send this? They said, you made me think that you take my insurance and you don't. And you took my hard-earned, hard-earned money from me. And you will like there will be repercussions good lord these repercussions will be severe um when i saw it it was just like the earth stopped moving for a minute i mean that's
1: got to be a first <clears throat> for you and i mean how many dentists get death threats i i found most dentists to be very I have delightful like,
0: i have like a phrase i walk around the office and i say no one ever died over a website mistake like no one ever <laughs> died over a website guys like i always liked because my team were all like got a little bit of perfectionism we're battling sure. and we care so much. So if ever there's a mistake or if ever there's like a hiccup or something like it's like, Oh my gosh, grace, this thing happened. What are we going to do? Ah! <laughs> I'm like, let's chill. No one ever died over a website. And like, I can't say that anymore. Yeah. Like, well, no I one mean, has died. No
1: one's ever been yeah, threatened of,
0: but I mean, I can't say that no issue is, is not an emergency. Cause this is the first time that I felt like, Oh my gosh, like, and immediately, I'm going to call the police. Yeah. And he's like, I already did. I already made a report.
1: That person's going to regret doing that because will they find probably that. thought that it was like uh, they're blowing off steam. Someone who probably just didn't get control over a kind of a ridiculous reaction, and then they did that, and it's going to bite them in the butt.
0: That person deserves to be locked up somewhere. Either a mental institu- institution and, like, heavily medicated, and nothing against mental illness. Like, sure. I am very open-minded when it comes to that, but that is a person who is just not right and shouldn't be functioning normally in society without mental health. To threaten people's lives, that's yeah. got, that can't be legal.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's definitely not. I think it's, I'm not a by any means a legal expert, some form of assault or something, I, I believe. It's like if you make someone feel like you're, they're going to harm you, it's no bueno. you have
0: Really good, crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on them over the years. You're so, doing really good. Yeah, or I'm just crazy, and they just come so naturally. that was the craziest thing that happened today. What's
1: has anything else? Is that the craziest thing you've has ever happened? Or I mean, that I mean, that feels I like its own have had I have
0: had clients as crazy as the person who made that submission. Have you ever
1: been threatened by a client or uh, maybe an ex client or something in any sort of way?
0: I think people practice extortion a whole lot more really? than you realize oh yeah
1: like you better give me this money back because i didn't get you XYZ. better give me
0: every penny i've ever invested in marketing since the beginning of time or i'm gonna ruin you i'm gonna ruin your reputation blah, blah, blah. and i'm like the first person that if a mistake happens i own it and make it right sure
1: i mean you don't even do locked in contracts so i mean there's what other guarantee do you have there and that even when i
0: do i never i mean i did like once because i'm like okay I, I recently had a client that was like brand new in business and I'm like, there's no way he's going to give it the six months it needs to work. Mm-hmm. I just, I've been through this before. Like, I even told him, I go, month two, don't be calling me that you want to cancel everything because this particular thing is going to take longer. Sure. Was it SEO? Literally. It was it was SEO and some pay per click, but he didn't he didn't launch his website. It wasn't ours. He had someone else build the website for thirty grand.
1: Was it nice looking at
0: least? We never saw it. Oh, the thing never got done. God,
1: my dentist told me that he has a team that he spent like tens of thousands of dollars on his website. He like flies down to f- my accidentist, by the way, because <laughs> I realized when people spend 30 insurance. grand. Yeah. And then I threatened to no, <laughs> no. Be- Mike. When people spend 30 grand on a website. They have to charge more for their services. And I realized that while he was a very, the office was nice and their staff was great. He had to make up that extra cash he was spending on all the like accoutrement elsewhere, and his services were what would I realized were you a little more expensive. You can build
0: a really beautiful website for far less money and still have a profit margin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think you need to go like the cheapest route ever, but I don't think you need to go the most robust. Mm-hmm. You know, what people really want, they want what's going to be effective, but they want options. And sometimes when you go into business and you don't have money or you just purchased a practice and you got all these loans and things you need to be met where you're at you know what i mean and it takes a really ethical advisor to be able to say you know what i don't think you're i don't think we're for you right now or yeah we're going to be a perfect fit for you and and i've had both those conversations but yeah i've also had some really not ethical sane clients just like just like our dentists have had some really Unethical, not sane patients.
1: What's the best way to deal with that? Obviously, in a situation where someone's threatening you, there's really only oh one solution. Goodness. But you know, someone's like, "Give me all your, mo- give me every penny I've spent." So with you.
0: the best, the best way to handle that is to be defensive from day one. So I, another thing I say all the time around here is CYA, CYA, CYA. And when we work together, you know, it's cover your a. Sure cover yourself okay where's the documentation in that well where does it say that is it in hidden words somewhere in your contract or is it like bold plain English that this is what we allow or like what we pure don't transparency allow? from the total get-go. transparency yeah. from the beginning I literally sign off on my um, sheets I've told them how long it's gonna take I've told them what to expect and then I record and save those conversations like I had someone call once just screaming at one of my employees like screaming and i literally like walked in i'm like what's going on she put him on speakerphone I'm like doctor what's going on here and immediately the volume comes down sure. and I, and he's like you gave my competitor my email <laughs> and my marketing strategy i'm like why would we do that sure yeah he's like i don't know who's it with who and doing what and i'm like okay well there's a good thing i record all my phone calls so let me trace back to where your team gave us that email address because there's no way anyone on my team would do that. So
1: they had given you the wrong email. They
0: gave me the wrong email. Mm, okay. And that office person who gave us the email used to work for that competitor. So it was like muscle memory for yeah. her. So, But first I said, is there any possible way, like Susie or whatever her name was, that you gave us the wrong email address anyway and she goes no there's I would never do that so like okay because I have this call recorded so I'm gonna look it up so I pull the snippet of her articulating in her voice the wrong email address and he was like okay thanks for solving that never even apologized nothing you know and so it's like we're people too and just like when you get like a a not sane patient and it throws you into a shock because you're just there to help people like We don't like, so I honestly, when I start to see those kind of behaviors from people, I, I have let go of clients. You if they're see those not red flags. You got, you got to because yeah. I, I firmly believe culture is the most important part of an organization. If you have people who have, who are all invested and who are all in and they love their jobs, you're going to love being at work. And when you love being at work, then you don't feel like you're working and you can work even harder for people. My team's not going to love being at work if they get screamed at.
1: So are you extending the culture also to the clients that you'll represent? Like a total cultural, I'm going to use the word immersion, but you know. It
0: happens. They feel what the culture is here. Mm -hmm. They feel if they're being taken care of, they feel if the, the people that they're talking to are happy, helpful people. So I think it does extend to the client experience for sure.
1: And you want to make sure you're working with clients that also kind of are an extension of that same kind of fit. I,
0: I hope that they do, but I'm also realistic to the fact that I didn't discover the ideal culture in my first year in business or my second or my third or my fourth. I didn't even hire till like my fifth year in business, maybe later. So it takes some time to get that strong positive culture established and so um, it's to me it's i'm not gonna like dump you if you're not perfect you just have to be respectful okay that's fair so
1: yeah i like that um it's definitely cool when you can have a cultural fit now i know we touched on this in another episode where we talked about employees that were really great weren't a cultural fit and obviously just sometimes if it's not a cultural fit the culture is more important than like any single employee has to be How do dental offices, um, like, deal with uh, a scenario where maybe they have a difficult patient, like, uh, maybe who isn't threatening them but is, like, close to that line where they're crossing the line?
0: I'll tell you, you know, they have a really hard time letting go of patients, too. It's not an easy conversation to say, "Mm, you know, we're not a fit for you anymore.
1: I couldn't imagine my doctor telling me that he wouldn't see me anymore. Like, I could not imagine what that would be like.
0: Well, if you, like... If you, like, hit on his front office person every time you come in for <laughs> your appointment. <laughs> Do you laugh? Because that's, like, a realistic possibility. I could see myself
1: doing that, and that's why I <laughs> laugh. Like, I'm like, have I ever had a doctor at a really attractive front office person?
0: Oh, my gosh. But if if you're out of bounds that way, mm. I mean, for sure, you're, you could get – if it's out of – I don't think telling someone you're interested in them if they're single and you're single. I read a thread recently on a Facebook group about – um, a patient who would come in and his wife was like in the dental chair and he was like inappropriately hitting on like the female doctor
1: while she was while his
0: wife was like in the chair it's gotta
1: be so uncomfortable and it was
0: so uncomfortable and they're like should we like dismiss him as a patient he does this every time he comes in it's so awkward yeah and that's the other thing it's like people are so uncomfortable <laughs> with boundaries <laughs> how about this no tom I don't want to date you ever.
1: Like, calm down, sir.
0: But then you don't want to get a death threat, so.
1: And you don't want to lose business. I mean, that's a.
0: uh, Yes, you do. You want to lose that kind of business. Really?
1: Not worth it. Not worth it. What if you're like new and you need, like, I'm using air quotes, need the business. It's just never worth it in your mind. You have
0: a higher threshold to how much shit you'll put up with. Mm -hmm. If you are new in business, Mm. it's a lot easier to be like firing people when your bills are paid.
1: Sure. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So yeah, you haven't made it until you fired somebody. Like <laughs> You're a like, patient, I can
1: afford to fire a patient. I, I
0: can afford to fire this guy. You and know, you
1: kind of touched on. Uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was just gonna say you got to do it. Sometimes you have to do it, but you want to do it in the most compassionate possible way, and you want to do it in a way just like as if you were like firing an employee. You don't. It's not about us and you and you being this way or that way it's not a personal thing Mm -hmm. you have to at some point realize we're not a fit and one of the things that i've said is you know well so and so the last three times i've talked to you you've been really disappointed with everything so why would you even want to continue Mm -hmm. you're not happy when you're here so why would you want to continue coming here and usually what gets unveiled is that they're not happy anywhere they're not happy within and so then they start feeling rejected, and it's a very hard conversation. But in reality, you've got to go back to the fact, well, you know, Jim, last time you were here, you mentioned this, and then time before that, you mentioned that, and it just seems like we may not be a fit for you because you're not, you're not pleasant when you're not happy. Not pleasant, don't say that. You're not happy when you're here, and we, we want you to get the kind of care you need. So we think that you'll you'll be better served by someone else who's maybe a better fit for you
1: do you think a heart-to-heart like that might even like end that behavior and lead to like a better relationship
0: i think for the next doctor
1: oh but that you would just at that's like a zero like tolerance at that point it's you're not like, zero tolerance it's
0: like when every time you see their name on the caller id you get that feeling oh, like yeah, oh i, exactly I don't want to talk to about. this person yeah. this person is always so negative and angry and disrespectful it's not that they're asking for help or clarification or they have questions. The way they go about it is uh, aggressive and borderline abusive. Mm -hmm. And no one deserves to face that over and over again. And we treat people, we treat them how to teach us. And collectively, I think that that patient will be a better patient for the next person that they're with. Because they realize that behavior won't always be tolerated.
1: Yeah, it's like we're unacceptable in a way. But it's
0: like, it's like. For someone who's married to an alcoholic, you know, the you think that they'll change if you stay there, but then you're an enabler. It's like you allow what you allow. Mm-hmm. And so I just that we teach people how to treat us in life in any situation. That's so. an
1: interesting concept you bring up. I actually had an uncle who was an alcoholic through most of his life. And then Sorry. when he got sober, he's fine now, but they had a really hard time getting along because my aunt was so used to him being this like alcohol guy
0: that was her job
1: yeah so she, I guess she felt like that's a really good point like that in, whatever it was that dynamic was shifted aggressively because he was like a different person but they're, they're fine they're great now I wanted to touch on something that you mentioned so uh, you have a patient and maybe crossing the line maybe some sexual harassment now uh, have you ever had any dealt with that as an em- employer Uh, Have you ever had any of your clients, dentists, that have dealt with those kind of issues? And how do you deal with those kind of issues?
0: So I dealt with sexual harassment as an employee, as a young female, before I started my business. And it was actually one of the things that really pushed me into starting my own business was I was really uh, sick of not being treated like any other person, in a man in business, to just say it. Um, I had a job where, and this wasn't in the dental field, but I had a job where uh, my boss... Uh, told me I needed to wear tighter pants. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, wow, I needed to wear tighter pants to sell more bananas. Uh, to sell more uh, like gym memberships. Oh, gosh. I wore like the baggy gym pants. I didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. wear like you know yoga pants. Yoga pants. <laughs> they weren't like really a thing back then. Like no. when I had that job, they weren't in. It wasn't a thing. But he's like, you need to wear wear more tight pants. And I was like, ew. I'm pretty sure that was my response too. I was like, ew, (laughs) don't talk to me like that. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't good. And then I had another boss that thought it was appropriate. And this is in a graphic design position. He thought it was appropriate to give me shoulder rubs. What?
1: While I was working at my desk. That's like sexual harassment no-no 101. Yeah, that's (laughs) like when they show the video that you watch (laughs) at employee training, that's like the... And don't rub (laughs) with the thing with the X through it. Yeah, but no one
0: gives you that training. Now it's actually mandatory. I would love, if anyone wants to hire me to talk about sexual harassment, like, I will become the guru. I'm not right now. But if someone books me to speak on it, man, I'll study it. But I think it's it's the subtle stuff that's the worst. There's got to be a certain amount of, like, safety there. I'll just say, like, if you're in an authority position, or even if you're not, just keep that out of the workplace entirely. Just don't. But then there's people who, like, fall in love with their assistant and, like, end up divorcing their wife. And, God.
1: One of my other uncles did that. Not a dentist, but he is still married to his then-secretary. Left his wife. Uh, these are, like, much older people. Like, it happens. Like, like second or third uncles. Like, my grandma's brother. It yeah. happens. Is that common in... Uh, I know in a lot of doctor's offices that happens because you've spent so much time together. I don't know dentists specifically, yes. but I know, like physicians that happens pretty frequently
0: it's very common in dental and actually i can sometimes tell who is sleeping with who just through like how they <laughs> i'm not even kidding you
1: you can not, just tell like I they're can tell. how they like relate i'll be to like each oh other.
0: i'll be like someone on our team will be like oh hey again this one's probably sleeping with that one like we got a little bit of we can tell the it's not super common but when it happens it's usually pretty obvious for us interesting so any wives out there if you need some detective
1: work. <laughs> well, I pulled the fun fact up because I was like, so I was looking up the, the divorce rate among doctors. Like, doctor, doctors, like. Um, Don't
0: say doctor, doctors. Dentists are doctors. Um, what is wrong with yeah, you? That is
1: horrible. I'm so sorry. Um, I think the so, word
0: you're looking for is. Physicians?
1: hospitalists is what i um they have a really 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 <laughs> high divorce rate I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that out
0: i <laughs> know you're not well i'll leave Keep hospitalists it. and yeah, okay. i'm gonna cut out doctor no. doctors no.
1: um they, and so i'm like oh okay i wonder if dentists have a high divorce rate they have a lower they have one of the lower divorce rates still not great it's like 22 to 25 percent but they have uh, more... physicians were in like the 50 well i think range. that has
0: to do with when you're working in a hospital setting, when you're a hospitalist, <laughs>
1: someone said that to me the other day on the phone. I'm like, "What's a hospitalist?" I had to Google it. I guess That's
0: the actual phrase. I
1: think it's an old phrase for like an ER doc- or hospital doctor, hospital physician. I, I
0: feel I feel a little stupid that I don't use the word, but I'm going to <laughs> for sure. I think. Well, think about it. You've got to at some point in your career put in those really long or awkward hours. I think anytime you have overnight shifts and things like that you're going to have strained relationships because it's just a little bit harder to have normal, consistent time together. So I, I don't know. I think that has to do with it. But in terms of like the dental divorce rate, it's high. I see just a ton of infidelity in really? dentistry. Yeah.
1: What do you, is it just the hours or like, I, I read an article and they were saying the high debt to earning ratio and they were, they were trying to extrapolate on all the factors that might lead to like infidelity or divorce in, in dentists.
0: I'm like I feel like we're like grossing out the majority of the audience right now because they're just like oh that would never ooh. but then there's other ones that are like wait tell me more I don't want to get in trouble how do I not get caught well, do other this people know the how to get away with how do you know yeah. of how that. to get away with infidelity <laughs> in dentistry <laughs> how to cover your tracks I one of my friends who's a dentist who would who would never. And I, you know, I got a knock on wood now, but I don't think he would ever be unloyal to his beautiful wife. But he told me that's going to be the most expensive mistake. He didn't use the word mistake of your life because you jeopardize everything when you make those kind of decisions.
1: Especially if he's like got married young and, you know, built his practice with them being together. I'm assuming that, you know, in a situation like that, you're not gonna have a prenuptial agreement. And even then you, think you can probably get dinged on that if you're if you philander right i don't know that they
0: i love the word choice <laughs> <Flandering>, <laughs> i love the word philander philandering I use it hospitalists way... <laughs> can that these... be our title <laughs>
1: <laughs> these damn philandering hospitalists <laughs> that's awesome
0: oh i yeah. just hurt my
1: neck oh i laugh so hard <laughs>
0: you're so old oh i
1: know i wake up in strange pain aren't all i the older time than now. you I think like three days. Oh, I think we discovered that when I interviewed with you and you're like, all right, good, I'm older than you technically. Oh, yeah, I had like a
0: few days on you. I'm like, okay. Well, I have a hard time hiring people older than me. I've done it, but I have a hard time. Do you think that's
1: because they're older or do you think um, kind of back to the thing, you know, being a female in the workplace and sexual harassment? Not that they're sexually harassing you, but do you think that that is a challenge as well, being a female entrepreneur, female CEO?
0: Probably. I just recently learned that being in a position of leadership, you have to communicate with a lot of confidence on a day-to-day basis. People want to feel secure in the fact that you know the answers to their questions and that that you can effectively lead them. And so I always thought I was empowering the people around me by being like, you tell me, what do you think? And I am to a certain point, but I also think, They need total confidence in your leadership and so in the last i'd say year to two years i've gotten a whole lot more confident in this is why we do it this way have any questions let me know or sign up to talk with me at this time or that time or whatever or we could do training on it or whatever but it's there's no it's not optional there's not not as much left up for grabs you know and so i think when i was like that in the past where i'd be like you tell me like it wasn't ideal. And then when someone would come in that was older than me, I, I think there's just like this this thing where we're supposed to like respect our elders and da-da-da. And so it's a weird dynamic when the owner of the business is like 29 mm-hmm. or 28 or 20. I started at 24. I didn't start hiring until I was like, I don't know, 28, 29. And that's when you you hire someone that's got 10 years experience and they're like, would never do what I do. They would never be a startup entrepreneur from zero Mm -hmm. they would never take the risk but yet they feel like they have the qualifications to tell me how to run things and that's where it just wasn't it worked against what i was trying to accomplish so i don't know if it was my maturity as a leader that needed to change in order for me to effectively lead people older than me Mm -hmm. i just haven't been successful at it sure
1: well if someone was coming in and trying to change your system that was already kind day of working
0: two. day two it's
1: that's got to be tough and you want to like try to you're trying to explain to them why you do it I the was way training that you do still. yeah and then they're like well no this is how we did it at xyz company you're like well you don't work at that company anymore
0: no so what happened this guy came into work for me he was significantly older than me and i'm like whatever you know ageism isn't a thing not here blah 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 mm. day two he's like you're doing it wrong i'm like doing what wrong he's like the way that you're launching these sites, you shouldn't be launching them to live platforms. You should be launching them to an internal server. And I already knew, I know both options and I know why I chose the option that I chose. Mm. And I said, okay, well, thank you for sharing that with me. Why do you feel that that's a stronger method? So I wasn't closed off to the suggestion because that's when you really just, what if he had a good idea that I didn't know about, you know? And he goes, because that's how they taught me it in school. I was like, get out
1: of my office. <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, say get out, but sure.
0: I was just like, okay, well I will, um, take that under consideration. In the meantime, I'd like you to please follow the steps that I've provided for you. And he, yeah. he literally wasn't back the next day. Oh wow. Yeah. It was a quick decision.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, I, I, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about a lot of people struggle in the beginning phase when they want to hire, but he's like hire and then just get good at knowing when to fire. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know that I don't, I don't he
0: also know. has a lot of typos in his social media content. Do you think he just
1: – oh, he writes long posts He doesn't too. write. He doesn't write. You think he's got like some intern that's just
0: – I mean, he might write, but I will tell you we're slightly different mm. because – so I definitely am all about moving quickly. I'm all about like having high, you know, quantity over like perfectionism getting stuck in that feedback reel yeah, where you don't you actually don't taught me anything. that and
1: were a big influence on my ability to just get – good things done versus perfect things never finished so totally totally you got
0: to be able to like make moves and get things done but at the same time you also need a proofreader you don't want to put crap out like there's got to (laughs) be a point where it's acceptable quality you know where it's really 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 good and then it can go you know
1: like have one level of right before you hit send be like hey can you read this real quick
0: somebody else needs to look at yeah so we've got a lot of like quality checks in here so that's where and I'm totally on a tangent now but that's where like I love Gary V I think he's brilliant and I you know not even on his level financially Mm -hmm. which isn't the currency of success for me anyways and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be for anyone because once money is your god once you work and live for money you lose track of what actually matters So, but he's very successful. He's someone that I, that I follow and I look up to, but I think he could afford in some instances to hire a proofreader.
1: I think he could use some editing too. Yeah. He kind of, for me, floats on that line where I'm like, all right, this guy knows how to grow following, knows how to, you know, be successful and whatever that barometer is. But then sometimes I'm like, God, you're so annoying. But I still like the guy. Like, what's where's that fine line exists it's, where you know what I mean? You're putting out so much content, and you're like so Gary V. That remember? You're like, Come on, bro. Remember
0: when I talked about how you've got to have authority so that people feel secure in following you? Mm. He's like the king of that.
1: He's just like yeah.
0: No, Joe. No, like you need to do this. You need to do that. <laughs> it's this way. Like, don't go to school.
1: He's really big on that too. Yeah. Like
0: he'll just get into mm-hmm. it and he's got like his four principles that he just loves which i agree with most three three of the four mm-hmm. but that's where when you say something with absolute confidence it doesn't necessarily make it true and what your truth isn't necessarily somebody else's truth so i respect him as a business leader i think he deserves all the props in the mm-hmm. world i just am a little different
1: yeah than him. well you're doing your it's me your version of your version and he's doing his whole...
0: Version of his own... Ver- that's that's what works for him. Yeah, yeah. And my whole thing, I think, if I had to, like, dial it down, it's like every situation is situational. Every single situation has to be treated like its own situation. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Well, it's kind of like me.
1: if you flip a coin 100 times it doesn't mean it's gonna be 50 50 like each coin is a unique flip and it has a 50 oh now i want to go time. gamble you know what i mean <laughs> lots of <at> roosters
0: <laughs> yeah we won't get into that too much
1: when is like putting out too much content too much you know what i mean like is there a limit or yeah
0: when it sucks
1: so as long as it's good it doesn't matter how i much don't you care if
0: you're helping people with your content it's great if you're saying the same thing every monday wednesday friday get off of my newsfeed. right okay like share new concepts, make me think about something differently or give me something fresh to think about. I want to kind of circle back. We were talking before about divorce. We didn't really talk about divorce. I was kind of like implying divorce would happen if you practiced infidelity, which comes from sexual harassment. Before that, we were talking about death threats. I don't even know. It's where a we're... fun spiral. It's, it's been a fun trifecta. It's been a fun spiral. <laughs> but I do want to talk about these crisis situations and what you do in terms of your marketing. So... Probably, I don't want to even give a date or a location or anything that's going to identify anybody who is tied up in this. But I did have someone call me as like an expert advisor when their partner in business was under uh, legal, having legal issues for uh, things involving minors. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Really unfortunate, really horrible, horrific stuff. And I said, well, immediately we need a public relations campaign and we should do some rebranding and we should differentiate you because everyone in your community heard about this like everybody and dentists are like what's public relations and i'm like "Ah!" that's
1: like unheard of in dentistry honestly or i mean why i I feel like physicians doctors dentists that like what They're like pr why would i need pr
0: well and they're they know what they're self-taught in in marketing and that's that's that Mm -hmm. but um, so you were
1: trying to get ahead of this thing, basically. I was really,
0: I was like, I can come up with a perfect, you know, because the doctor I talked to wasn't involved in it. I wasn't over here trying to, like, spin something positive on something horrible. Sure. I was trying to salvage this poor guy's business and his life because his partner was sick. And he didn't do anything. Really? He did nothing.
1: So he, what was his trepidation in being able to like do this rebranding, he did nothing. Did he? He fire literally.
0: The guy? I'm pretty sure the guy like went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I think that was like his way of it playing out. Is mm. that he wasn't involved? So why would anyone? But listen, nobody thinks that far into it. They just think of your business name. And boom, you're that guy. Yeah. That's it. I'd want to,
1: like, bury that so far down on Google. Anything that had my business connected with that, that I would totally be... But you and I understand the power of marketing.
0: I mean, I would be... I don't know. I can't... I'm not going to go through what my exact presentation would be to the media or exactly how I would position him, but I would make an an immediate effort to build a stronger brand and a differentiating brand. Uh, But I would do that anyways. But in this... you know, specific instance, and so no one really plans for these things. But when they happen, you can overcome them. You can save your business, save your reputation.
1: Have you ever worked with any dentists that were or clients that were going through some sort of tough thing? Maybe like a divorce or and oh yeah, young? tons. What's that like for them? Are they have do they have trouble? Like, how do they maintain the uh, efficiency, of the business, quality of the care? You know what I mean? And and kind of... Because when, you, when you're going through a tough time, it's hard to...
0: You know, everyone handles a crisis differently. Um, some people throw themselves into their work as a distraction. And some people just can't keep it together to get through the work day. And they need to lean a little bit more on advisors and helpers to get through situations. Whatever your situation is, and, and obviously some are worse than others, I guess for me the most important thing is that you're just honest about what you're going through so that other people can step up because it is remarkable to me how many people will help about a year ago and I'll leave it with this story because it's a really good story it makes me really happy because it's finally something happy but I saw that this doctor had posted in a Facebook group or some group somewhere and said you know I am in this really small town and I've got cancer And I'm losing my hair and it's about to be obvious, but I'm still practicing. And there may be some days when I'm sick from the chemo and stuff that I can't practice. And I don't want my patients to think that I'm just like flaky. But I'm in such a small town that the word's going to get around that I have cancer. But how do I tell them I have cancer and not have them up and leave me when I know I'm going to survive this and I know I'm going to be okay? And I was like, ooh, me, 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 me. I was like, I'll write a letter for you. No problem, and let's let's figure this thing out. And so I got on the phone with her and I asked her some questions, and she told me about how she was diagnosed and that is actually what triggered me to go and like get extra screenings and then that I had certain symptoms and things and from that I ended up deciding based on my risk factor and a genetic predisposition to go through with a double mastectomy and like be super preventive about everything, but she totally inspired me. So when I reached out to help her through something, expected it to have no impact on my life besides just checking off my good deed of the day, you know? And it ends up being something that could have potentially, well, probably did save my life. You know what I mean? So it's like when you're going through something challenging or difficult, she put a post out there. She asked for some guidance. And, and writing wasn't her forte. she didn't know how to say it. And she really, her community rallied around her and were just super understanding. So it's, I think there's, there's a lot of strength in being able to admit when you need some help. That's so.
1: awesome. That is a wonderful story. Thanks. And she wound up say, maintaining her practice and she's, she's totally fine healthy. Now.
0: She's a survivor. That's so cool. Total badass. Still practices. We're like buddies on Facebook and... She's great, she's great. But that experience really like impacted me.
1: That is so awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. This has been a really great podcast. I enjoyed. Uh, we had some good laughs, and that was a really awesome story there at the end. Uh, yeah. Any uh, final words there, Miss Rizzo?
0: I would say, you know, if you ever need any need anything, just know I am just a message away. People can always get in touch with me. I'm not, and not anything special I think <laughs> just a person Aw, thanks, but i know joe. that
1: you're very communicative with anyone who's trying to reach out whether oh it be gosh, for just yeah. advice or for business
0: yeah anything um you can follow me facebook uh, my facebook group is dental marketing with grace you can email me anytime uh, grace at identitydental.com
1: all right we'll hope you have a lovely evening
0: thanks joe